Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to do something nice, go ahead and press those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by fmintar1. You want me to abandon my position and do something else? You got it. I was around 16 at that time, male, when I was being offered to work at community center for two nights, making $70 a week. As a high schooler, $70 a week makes me feel like the richest kid in school, so I agreed. My main job is cafeteria assistant from 5.30 to 9 p.m., and it's extremely relaxing most of the time. I just have to prep, cook very little, handle cashier stuff, and help the main cook, which is around 80 years old, female, so she does need a bit of a physical assistant as well. It's not difficult by any means, and after a while, I started to understand the pattern on when it's busy time and when it's relaxing time. The reason they open the cafeteria around that time is, during those hours, they open the gym floor for bingo night. There's staff outside the cafeteria as well who are selling bingo tickets, number caller, greeter, and the manager. At random times, when it's usually quiet in the cafeteria, my manager asked if I can help the floor by going around selling tickets and merchandise. Usually it was at reasonable times when I know I can leave my main cook to be on her own, so I never refused. Also, the customers sometimes gave me tips when their tickets are a winner, so that's good as well. One day, when I came to one of my shifts, I suddenly felt like something was off. The hall was more packed than usual. Even a few people are standing while playing bingo because all the chairs and tables are occupied. By that time, I know that the cafeteria is going to be busy, so I waste no more time and get to work on lots of prepping and boiling hot dogs. I was preparing extra because I'm anticipating the dinner rush. During the prepping time, my manager suddenly came to the cafeteria and without hesitation told me to drop whatever I'm doing and go out to the floor to help her sell tickets. I told her that I just got here and my plan to prep extra for the dinner rush, but she wouldn't budge. Even the words of the main chef falls on her deaf ears. She told me that I'd prepped enough and to stop wasting time. Well, who am I to question a manager's decision, right? Cue malicious compliance. I happily obliged her order, took the tickets off her hands, and off I go. Not a minute after I got to the floor, I saw the very first customer coming to the window of the cafeteria, and I was immediately thinking... Let the games begin. The customers versus manager, not the bingo. From the floor, I can see into the inside of the cafeteria, and my manager, who didn't get a chance to leave after telling me to go out, has to serve the customer because the main chef's taking over my duty to prep. However, like I mentioned earlier, the main chef is an 80-year-old senior, so her taking over my duty is almost impossible. Here's a list of my duties during prepping. Refilling condiment bottle from the heavy gallons, refilling sugar from the big bag, cutting vegetables for the hot dog toppings, carrying cases of water and sodas to be chilled in the fridge, brewing coffee and tea, boiling hot dogs, stacking donuts, handling transactions, sweep and mop after closing, here's the main chef's duty, making hoagies and salads, monitoring my tasks. I'm literally doing all of the heavy lifting because I'm physically capable, she's not. 
She's even having trouble handling transactions because her eyesight isn't good. It takes her a short while to determine certain dollar bills. Anyway, that one customer at the cafeteria becomes two. Then after a few seconds, my prediction was correct. After I made it down to the end of the gym floor, I turned back and there's now a long line of customers in front of the cafeteria. I can't hear what's going on because the end of the gym floor is pretty far from the cafeteria, but I can judge by the silhouette of my manager's body movement and the customer in front of her that things do not look good. I think my manager saw me looking at the cafeteria because she's clearly waving at me, assuming telling me to go back. We don't have a microphone in the cafeteria. However, instead of walking back in line at the second column directly back to the cafeteria, I started walking to the furthest corner of the gym floor from the cafeteria, pretending to sell tickets, when all I'm doing is chatting with a player during the short break. The player was my favorite customer as well, and she did buy a few tickets from me. Right after I made the transaction, the bingo caller has started to make an announcement that they're going to start again in 30 seconds. I took a quick look at the cafeteria and it looked chaotic. From the looks of the silhouette, it looks like my manager's having an argument with a couple of irate customers. Again, I'm just assuming that my manager isn't quick enough to get the order out before the game started. I was chilling there for about 25 seconds, watching the chaos unfold before the bingo caller announced that he's going to start in 5 seconds. Immediately, all of the customers in line disband and go to their original place, hungry and thirsty and still irate. I started walking again, and I see that my manager has now disappeared from the cafeteria and started walking towards me at the floor, looking disheveled. Calmly, I asked if everything's okay in there. She looked mad, but she knows better to not explode in front of all the players, and just told me as calmly as she could to go back to the cafeteria. I tried poking the bear by asking her what to do with the tickets, because I still have some. She just snatched it off my hands aggressively, along with the money, but from the shock of her aggression, I accidentally dropped everything to the floor. Imagine playing 52 catch, but with money and bingo tickets. Before I could offer my help to pick everything up, she just growled at me silently to just go. Alright then. When I'm back, it was a mess. There's water bottles and soda cans rolling on the floor. The main chef is sitting down on the chair looking exhausted. I really feel bad for her. Coffee pots are empty, condiments are smeared all over the table and so on. It's pure chaos. Luckily, I know the routine well enough to recover the situation. And at the next break, I was prepared well enough to handle the wave of customers, even the previously irate ones. The main chef has recovered enough too. Fortunately, most of the regulars already know me, so they're nice and patient with me, instead to my manager, who didn't know as much as me, about the cafeteria. After the wave is over, I took the time to prep again for the next one, and suddenly my manager walked in. It looks like she calmed down just enough to compose herself to... approach me? Instead of walking away, she's coming at me? Ho ho! After seeing the state of recovery I just pulled, she asked why I didn't come back when the cafeteria was busy. I told her that I didn't know. I was too far, and she told me to sell my tickets. So I assumed that I'm not allowed to come back until I sold everything. She didn't really have much to say after that, took a bottle of water, and just left. The main chef and I just started laughing silently after the manager left. Never underestimate the pettiness of a teenager. Well, at least me when I was a teenager.
If you were doing ample work ahead of time to make sure you were ready for a huge wave of customers, and a manager jumps in and says, no, 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 stop that crap, you gotta go out there and do this instead, would you protest? Or would you be the type of person to just drop whatever you're doing and say, okay, let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Delish Donut. Keep all the accidental tickets? Sure thing. So I work in a food-to-go department in a semi-large grocery shop. Up until a couple of years ago, it was owned and run by a real butt of a man. Let's call him Boris. He was picky, arrogant, sexist, rude, etc, etc. He was only in for a couple hours a day, but would then be monitoring the CCTV and calling in every five minutes to tell someone to do something. And even worse, a couple of the managers would brown nose very hard. They would side with him, say we were sneaky in our own department and were probably stealing. Anyway, in my department, we would serve people their food and they would put it in their cart and have to pay for it, along with the rest of their groceries at the checkouts. We didn't handle money. We would just use a computer that would tally up all their items and produce a barcode that we could stick on their food. Now the way the computer worked was anything we typed in, even if we cancelled it out, would still be transmitted to the checkout system so the shop could record what and how much of each thing is selling. This meant though that items people never actually bought were still being transmitted and recorded as sold, but no transaction or money ever followed. For example, someone comes to food to go orders several different items and I tally it all up, only for the customer to change their mind and not want the food anymore, price put them off, or any other customer is always right, BS. Or sometimes customers just wanted to know how much a certain combination of food would cost, so we'd type it all in regardless of if they go through with it. This meant that Boris thought either the customers were shoplifting food, or we, the staff, were stealing. I don't understand that logic, but I digress. To tackle this issue, we were told to start recording every single time items were input to the system, but no food was actually making its way to the checkout. Every time someone wanted to know the potential total, we'd print a ticket. Every time we mistyped or pressed the wrong button, or a customer changed their mind, or they wanted to add more on or remove something, we printed that ticket. By the end of the day, there would be dozens if not hundreds of tickets being recorded. Every day, we brought an A0 page covered front to back in stickers to the front office for the manager to go through. Their hearts sank every time. They had to painstakingly go through the sales and cross-reference with codes of the tickets to make sure there were no stolen goods. This was an added job that was not quick on top of an already huge to-do list the managers had in there. Sometimes several days or weeks worth would collect before they got to it. A few months in, and this new process was abandoned. I don't know how they got around it, but another six months later, and Boris sold the shop. This one is 100% on Boris or whoever installed that point of sale system to not have any kind of contingency where you can record that this was cancelled or negated. Like even if it's still sent it, at least have like a flag that can show up on there that said negated or refunded or cancelled blah blah blah. This next story is by McDonald's Shower Fries. You want to enter my room without knocking because you're my parent? Okay. This story begins when I was 13 year old female. I'm now 18. We had recently moved to a new house at this point and my door no longer had a lock on it. Because of this, I requested my mom and stepdad knock before entering to avoid any awkward scenes. No dice. My stepdad's words were, I'm your parent so I don't need to knock. What are you hiding? 
This made 13 year old me very angry as I cared about my privacy a lot. I went to my dad's the weekend after and he said this to me that sparked inspiration. If you don't want your stepdad to enter your room, make him never want to enter your room without knocking again. Cue the malicious compliance. When 13 year old me got home from school one day, I proceeded to strip. I sat on my bed playing my 3DS and waited for the moment to come. Of course, about 30 minutes into Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, my stepdad barges in. Hey, I need you to take out the... What the freak? He slams the door at that point. Why the freak aren't you wearing clothes? 13-year-old me, being a smart butt, decided to say, Well, it's very hot in here. I'd like to point out that I live in a southern state of the US, and it gets very hot during most months. And I did ask that you knock. Obviously, knocking was a frequent thing for every single room in the house at that point. And oh yeah, my mom bought me a hook lock for my door after that. I feel like for parents, it becomes all too common for them to grow up expecting to just always be able to barge into your room. I feel like even for the respectful parents, there's probably times where kids have said, could you knock before entering? They just forget or have a mindless moment, walk in. And something's going on that makes them learn very quickly that they're gonna knock from then on. And our final story of the day is by Will Send Nudes for Corn. Accuse me of breaking your scissors? Okay, I'll fix them. So today, my mom screamed at me about her scissors. Apparently I broke them. I didn't, but my malicious compliance to fix them probably didn't have the effect she wanted. So, some background, my mom has a pair of fabric scissors. She says that I can use them but only with fabric and if they're ever used to cut something else, they will be damaged beyond repair. I don't think that's true, but I'm not going to refute it, so sure, I won't use them for anything else but fabric. After all, they are her scissors, so I use the scissors to cut one of my old t-shirts for a project I'm doing. I noticed they're a bit dull and not cutting well, but I didn't mind, I just wanted to use the t-shirt as rags anyway. I guess that's what happens to two or three year old scissors. She's had them a long time, but definitely hasn't used them in a while. I was working in the garage, and my dad comes in to clean his chainsaw. He's tidying up and takes the scissors back inside, as I'd finished with them and gives them to my mom. He tells her that he found them in the garage. My mom realizes that I've used them, and apparently decides to test them, noticing they're blunt. Comes to me, screaming aggressively, Why did you break my scissors? Doesn't explain how they're broken, just screaming at me, demanding I fix them. I say, if you can't tell me how they're broken, I can't fix them. She says, just use them, they won't cut. You use them to cut something and now they're broken. Cue the malicious compliance. So she asked me to fix her fabric scissors, because as she said, they won't cut. So that's what I did. I took a honing rod and I carefully sharpened an extremely sharp edge on them. I managed to cut my finger on them just cleaning the steel dust off, didn't even apply pressure. I readjusted the slack in the joining screw and they were super smooth and insanely sharp. I give them back to her and warn her that they're very sharp so best take care using them. She uses them, testing them on a piece of paper, against her own rules for only using fabric, realized how sharp they are and gets a paper cut feeling the edge of the paper says to me, well great, now I'm scared to use them because they're dangerously sharp. Well sorry for not only fixing them but making them way better. This is like if somebody's car ran out of gas and they said, oh great you broke it, it won't drive anymore. So to fix it, you top the gas back off, but also just put in a supercharged engine just for the giggles. 
and all you get in reply is, well great, now I'm scared to drive it because it's dangerously fast. It was not only fixed, but better than it was before. Sorry. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.